Do y'all remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Well, if not, or if you've never heard of them, it was a 90s cartoon show about turtles who got mutated into these like turtle people. They got trained into ninjas by a rat that knew martial arts. And actually, now that I'm explaining it out loud, it sounds kind of crazy. But anyways, I loved Ninja Turtles growing up. I had like Ninja Turtle underwear and like all of the action figures. Like I would do anything my parents told me to do to get that next action figure. Scrub the toilets, done. Vacuum the house, done and done. Wash the dishes, already did it yesterday, mom. Can you remember the last time you wanted something so much that you would pretty much do anything to get it? Well, in today's episode, we get to hear from my name is Jenny Westerkamp. I'm the founder of All Access Dietetics and the team nutritionist for the Chicago Bulls. Now she started a company to help students match to dietetic internships and also how she got her start in sports dietetics. The story I tell a lot to students that are trying to get experience with, with dietitians. Um, so what I did is I, I emailed her. I The subject line was, I want your life. <laughs> uh, and I wrote about uh, not only you know how inspired I was by her career and that she had her own business and was work, had worked with many Chicago pro teams and Chicago ath- professional athletes. And then I, the important part of that email was that I pitched myself to her on how I could help her, that I could help her with the back end of her, her company. Um, I could also uh, do nutrition education for any of her athletes. I could uh, watch her dogs, her babysit, her triplets <laughs> that she had. Uh, I could do anything just to make her life and business easier. And uh, you know, these are my skills, this is my resume. I'd love to be able to help you. I'm Jason Park, and this is Dietitians Unknown. I don't know if you're familiar with the show um, Alone. Have you heard of that TV show? I have not. Shoot. So, I didn't have a TV for a long time. So. Okay. So some people, uh, I mean, well, basically it's a show about uh, people who get sent to, it's like a competition of people who get sent to like a remote area and they pretty much like a remote area of Canada, like in the Arctic, and they pretty much like have to survive like by building their own shelters and like um, like hunting their own game and basically hunting their own food. So basically, yeah, it's like a survivalist type of show and whoever like lasts the longest out there wins and they win, you know, some like, I don't know, some kind of prize money. But um, but they're allowed to bring certain things with them. So my question to you would be like, if you were like sent somewhere to survive and you had the choice to bring like a bow and arrow or a fishing net, like what, what would you choose and why? Do, are those the only two options or are you saying, or like anything? Uh, I mean, those two, or, I mean, you can choose something else if you want to, too. <laughs> I think. I mean, as you're saying this, I'm thinking of how I'm not a survivalist at all. Like, and like some things that are so easy, I really struggle with. Like my boyfriend is a swimmer and like I can't swim. And so it's just like really bad. I, I just would not last. I was just thinking like I would bring someone who knew how to survive. Yeah, I mean, that would be probably the best option. Yeah, it's funny because... Um, I thought about that too. And I'm, I'm exactly the same way. Like if, if I had to do that, I pretty much, uh, I just be 
dead. You know, like I would just, yeah, they I, would. <laughs> the answer to me is like outsource it, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> if I can get someone to help me survive, then I'll do that. But yeah. I guess to answer your question, I mean, uh, I don't know, probably like the fishnet, just cause I think I'd rather catch a fish and eat it than like kill an animal. Like it'd be easier for me to like kill a fish than an animal to yeah, eat. For sure. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I'm like I said, I'm the same way. Like I would just they would drop me off and I, I pretty probably I probably would just like lay down and be like, I'm I'm dead. <laughs> like scavengers yeah. come get me because um, I'm definitely not surviving. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But but yeah, yeah. Thank you um, for for sharing. It's it's just I was thinking of that question and I was uh, because of the, that show I was watching recently. So but yeah, I mean, let's uh, let's dive into it. I'm excited to chat with you because I think most people would know or be familiar with all access dietetics, but I don't think a lot of people are familiar with the story behind how all access dietetics started and also the story behind the person who created it. So I'm really excited to have you chat about that. And I guess before we, you know, dive too far into it, I would just be curious to kind of hear about what got you interested in nutrition. Cause I think I've, I've heard that you were initially interested in like food science, right? Right. Yeah. I was interested in science to start and then food just because I loved food as a kid uh, and um, even loved Doritos. So the love for Doritos led to this like love for wanting to create Doritos flavors and have that be my job. And so that's how I got into the food science side of it. But it was really just exploring majors in my first two years of college that I kind of figured it out. Um, I took an elective in nutrition. I had a friend that was in dietetics that wanted to be a clinical dietitian. So it was a bunch of different things that kind of led me to make that final choice, like at the end of my sophomore year to switch into dietetics. And um, once I did that, then I knew I wanted to have my own business and um, I was interested in sports dietetics too. Mm. And yeah, and I think during your time, like when you were, I think when you were a senior, you and a classmate had started All Access Dietetics. So the story behind that is it was my senior year. I was going through the process of applying to dietetic internships and we had, uh, we had a forum for the academy that the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics that was sort of like the Facebook group, but it was 2009. But so there were no Facebook groups mm. at the time. Uh, and so all these students would chat in there. And so I met this other dietitian, dietetic student, Katie Ham. Her name now is Katie Proctor. But we met, she was at Kansas State. I was at University of Illinois. And we just got to chatting and just sort of became like friends through the forum. And then um, she and I had this idea to start this um, kind of like a it was called all access internships at the time. And mm. the idea was like, it would be all the information about internships all in one place. And we would have testimonials from interns that went there and it would be this like all access pass to everything you needed to know about dietetic internships. Um, and at the time it wasn't hard to get into internships as much as it has become. Uh, so we didn't even think about the coaching that we do now or anything like that. It was just about, here's all the interns you could possibly go to and here's everything about them that you'd want to know all in one spot. 
Um, but yeah, that was when I was a senior, she was a junior and th- we were at different schools, but then she came to Chicago for an internship that summer and we created it and built it in the summer before I went on to my internship at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. So that's how it all, it all started. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because you guys were a, a kind of ahead of your time then, right? Cause you said at the time it wasn't, um, as competitive, to get into an internship because one of the questions I was going to ask you was like, how did you, like, why did you think there was a need for this service? Well, I had really great support at university of Illinois with my advisor. We had a class dedicated to the application process and I still felt like it wasn't enough. Uh, I felt like they told us like teachers, professors told us what to do. Like, okay, you need to apply. You need to pick maybe four or five programs. You need to do your personal statement application, but they didn't tell us how to do it really well. And Mm. so I, I know, and they didn't tell us like specific program choices. Um, You know, you would have to research all those on your own and it was hard to do with the way the website was for the Academy at the time. Like it was really hard to navigate or hard to filter by different things. And so there were just, there just needed to be like tools and resources and strategies that no one was talking about or being taught. It needed to come and be like at the forefront. There was just this gap um, of, of missing information. And, and once we filled that gap, then it was, okay, now we've empowered people to make this, make better choices about the programs they apply to that are better fit for them, have strategies on how to actually stand out among the competition and as that, as we started providing that, it actually became harder and harder to get into programs. So the need became higher and higher from there. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, you guys started it and I mean, I mean, I would have said, I mean, you predicted the future because yeah, it is very, um, it's super competitive uh, to get into internships, especially with the amount of like students that are, are coming out of uh, dietetic programs and just, you know, that's increased, but the supply of internships hasn't really increased as much. So, yeah, I mean, it 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 definitely seems like there there was and is uh, still a need for that type of service to kind of help give students uh, maybe a leg up to to try to get into an, an internship that they they want to get into. Mm-hmm, right, and just it's really a skill in our coaching program. We teach them how to uh, sell themselves and how to build that confidence and, and strategies to use that not only will they be able to use that to dietetic internship selection committees, but to future employers, to future clients that they want to work with. Uh, there's just so many skills that I don't think were taught in school that really will help and can change the trajectory of your career uh, mm. as a dietitian. Mm. I, I'm curious at the time, did you guys kind of know what you were doing, I guess, because, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about when I was uh, in school in a senior, you know, in senior, I was I wasn't really thinking about starting a business or um, creating like something like that. And even if I did, I feel like I don't know if I would have had the the organization and time to to navigate all of that. So, yeah, I'm just curious if you guys felt like you had a good idea of where the ship was sailing for, for this uh, for all access dietetics. Well, no, I mean, it took me eight years to figure out what I was doing in this, <laughs> in this business. Um, so like the quick story to like, so Katie, we did it together for two years and then she 
decided to go and, and pursue a career in public relations. So then she ended up just being a coach and didn't help help run it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but but she did, you know, was like an original co-founder with me uh, for that. So I just want to make that clear. because Some people don't know, like, who's Katie? Uh, <laughs> so the, we did do the bulk of the building of the website and everything in the summer, which was nice to kind of mm-hmm. have that space to do it. But no, I mean, I, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, what me and her, we read the success success principles by Jack Canfield. That was like our first project. Like let's learn about <laughs> what it takes to be successful. And, uh, we read that and it was really like our kind of our guiding rules as we started. And then it was getting mentors. It was talking to people. It was, um, getting books about how to write a business plan and do financial models. It was really self-taught. Um, and then I just, continued trying to teach myself as I went along. It wasn't a lot of hard work. I mean, it was, I was trying to build this business and it wasn't even full time until four years ago. So eight or nine years in, it didn't go to be full time. I was always like managing it on nights and weekends and lunch breaks and everything. So certainly had to put in the hard work and, and the hustle and like the consistency, right? Like every single, um, week I was thinking about it if not every single day and you know maybe a few days off on the weekends but like it was the consistency of just chipping away at it trying to learn trying to teach myself new things and then uh, I did get significant amount of help once I started getting to a point where I could afford um, a business coach and that was about four or five years ago and then that really just that helped I mean whether it's a business coach or whether it's a mentor or uh, someone smarter than you that's done it before. I mean, you absolutely need that and you, you can't go at it alone. So, um, yeah, I, I had all that type of help and support along the way to, to learn and, uh, to figure it out. But no, it was, it was to say I was like perfect at time management. Wasn't totally true. <laughs> uh, I, I learned some lessons along the way. I know I worked too hard for a couple of years there. Um, it was just part of my journey. Uh, and, I try to warn people, you know, they're don't let yourself be burnt out by it and make sure you have that balance and take care of yourself. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I certainly wasn't perfect in, in that space. Yeah. I think it's inspiring just to kind of hear about that. You guys just kind of started it on a whim and you guys didn't really know where it was going to take you, but obviously now like you guys, I mean, you, you have a solid plan for all access dietetics and kind of um, have like an idea of like where, where it's going. So, but, uh, you know, as you mentioned earlier, all access dietetics wasn't like your guys' sole or your sole focus. You were obviously pursuing your career in dietetics and also had interest in sports nutrition. So I'd be curious to kind of hear about your journey in the sports dietetic world. So after I decided I wanted to do dietetics as my major, I knew I needed to hurry up and get experience in that. And so I ended up just Googling Chicago dietitian. I grew up in Chicago and uh, found this dietitian, Julie Burns, who was the Chicago Blackhawks dietitian and ended up getting an, a summer internship with her. Uh, that's where I was able to just see what it was like to work for a professional sports team. And she was a really great mentor to me and it ended up hiring me uh, once I finished my internship. So I worked with her part-time um, and then was doing odd jobs and doing some wellness, like working in a wellness center as well, kind of piecing everything together. That's sort of been how my whole career has been, uh, where I was just picking up consulting jobs and part-time jobs and just trying to 
pay the rent. At the time, I had graduated my internship during the recession. So there was just, I stayed at home with my parents for a couple of years, uh, really just had to try to figure it out. Um, but I wouldn't trade it. I mean, I think I took a financial risk. Uh, I didn't go for that full-time clinical job, you know, like the safe, secure salary or whatever that a lot of people do right out of the internship. I, I, I knew that it would pay off long-term if I got my foot in the door with pro sports and kept working on my business. I knew that that would pay off even if it didn't, it did not pay off at all in the first few years. Right. Like I, I didn't even make money from my business in the first few years. So, um, so yeah, that's how I, how I did it. And then, but once I got a taste of sports, I knew that was going to be where I wanted to focus and specialize. Yeah. And, you know, hearing you talk about that, I mean, it sounds like there was probably a, like a lot of uncertain uncertainty during that like journey of working kind of part-time, like you said, not securing that full-time job and working kind of part-time gaining the sports dietetic experience. And then also kind of working partly on all aspects dietetics. Were you like, I don't know, was there any nervousness or worry during that time, I guess? Yeah, there was a lot of stress around um, money and paying bills and everything. I And I'm not really embarrassed by it uh, mm-hmm. because I think people need to realize, um, you know, that, that there are risks that you take. And it, it, but I always just had this belief that it would work out. I was just thinking, do this now so that everything else later is so much easier. Uh, and that's just what I chose to do. You know, like I... Yeah. Um, just kind of went all in on myself. I bet on myself. I kind of, I tell people like, if you don't bet on yourself, who's going to, (laughs) you know? Um, and, and that's just what I, I had the mindset that that's what I was going to do. I think, um, accepting that and knowing that that was the journey I was going to take, uh, and I wasn't going to stop until it, it worked out was just my plan. But it, yeah, it was, it was definitely, um, hard to think, you know, maybe, living in an apartment that wasn't that great (laughs) or, um, you know, not driving a car that it was that awesome. Um, whatever, whatever it was, or like kind of doing odd jobs and kind of having a more demanding schedule because of it. Those were all just things that I, I did. And it wasn't that long. It was, you know, a couple years, few years, but, um, you know, I think it was well worth it. Yeah. And I think that's really inspiring because, yeah, I mean, I think some people get into the mindset of like, the what ifs, you know, like what if this or like what if that and kind of lose track of uh, the end goal, I guess, of what what you really want. But it sounds like, I mean, you knew what you wanted and you kind of carved that path for yourself to kind of get where you wanted to go. Right. And I I had like a filter. So we we talk about this. We have a a course for like confidence Mm -hmm. training called Confident Credentialed. And in it, there's this idea of the life filter and just knowing like what your values are, know what, um, what types of jobs you do want in the future and then filter that by opportunities that come your way. And I think I learned, I had to learn over a couple of years, like, okay, these things aren't leading me closer to the ultimate goal of having this business be full time and working in pro sports. Like those are kind of the two big 10 year out goals. Uh, and, and so then I got distracted in some of those years where I like said yes to like speaking engagements or writing a book or working for a food company that didn't, you know, it was good. It was fun, but it didn't quite align with my long-term goal. And that's okay. I I explored it, but I, I knew pretty quickly I didn't stay in those jobs very long, um, because I knew it wasn't going to help me in the long, 
in the long run. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, but I'm, I'm assuming you, I mean, there's things that you gain from those experiences, but ultimately, I mean, you realize like where you wanted to be in sports dietetics. So circling back to how you got your start in sports dietetics and when you reached out to that uh, sports dietitian, I think there's a story behind that though, right? Like how you kind of reached out to her and um, like through an email, right? Yes. And this story I tell a lot to students that are trying to get experience with, with dietitians. Um, so what I did is I, I emailed her. I, the subject line was, I want your life. <laughs> uh, and I wrote about uh, not only you know how inspired I was by her career and that she had her own business and was work, had worked with many Chicago pro teams and Chicago ath- professional athletes. Um, and then I, the important part of that email was that I pitched myself to her on how I could help her in her business um, and in her life. So saying things like, you know, I've, uh, I had some office management experience, which I did, you know, in a high school job and um, that I could help her with the back end of her, her company. Um, I could also uh, do nutrition education for any of her athletes. I could uh, watch her dogs, her babysit, her triplets <laughs> that she had. Uh, I could do anything just to make her life and business easier. And, uh, you know, these are my skills. This is my resume. I'd love to be able to help you. So that is received so much better to a busy dietitian than, hi, I am a dietetic student and I want to get experience. You have a cool job. Can I come shadow you? Like that just isn't going to get the response that uh, it could. So that was, that's the approach that I tell um, students because I tell them be a go, instead of being a go getter, be a go giver give your value, show how you can give value to other people um, or to uh, this di- a dietitian and you're, it's going to be so much better received and you're going to get more opportunities because of it. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, that seems like really good advice because I feel like that kind of shows that you're willing to put in the work and um, like you're not just there to to receive, you're, you're there to give like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I guess, you know, going along that line, like, I mean, what other advice would you have for people who are looking to, I don't know, maybe go into a different area of dietetics or wanting to kind of shift gears a little bit? Well, this, this comes up a lot where I'll hear from students or no, not students, future, no, new dietitians. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> when new dietitians where maybe they, they were told, Hey, I, you need to do two years of clinical before you get into a specialty or something. I never did that. I never did um, worked in a hospital. I went right into a specialty, which I personally think is possible. But I understand if people just have limited job opportunities or something um, that they just take what, what they can get to pay the bills, of course. But I always tell them like clinical will prepare you for more clinical. Mm. Uh, if you get into your specialty, the sooner you get into your specialty, the sooner you're going to travel and, and get deeper into that and get bigger and better opportunities um, so for students that want to get into sports dietetics, for example, I say don't wait, like start getting experience in college because it'll only snowball to bigger and better experiences as you keep moving forward. And the sooner you get started on that, the better. Um, and so when people want to switch careers, it, it does feel like they're kind of starting back at zero again. So let's say someone did two or three years of clinical and now they want to go into PR or communications, just making that up, but whatever it is, um, they're starting at within like an entry level job again because they don't have any PR experience. 
that's that's and of course there's like exceptions to that and i don't i'm sure there's someone out there that's like no i did that and it was great <laughs> and i didn't, didn't have to do entry level but that that's what i've heard like from from conversations that i've had and uh, they feel like they are kind of going backwards a little bit or that that those years didn't really tr- put them in a trajectory that they thought it would so i just like to point that out that it could be it can be difficult but then i also say you know start as soon as you want to do something like that, like start immediately. Like if you want to start your business, start it immediately, even if it's part time, because you're only going to going to learn and you're going to put yourself on a better path quicker um, by just starting. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like pretty relevant to, especially in your area of nutrition and sports dietetics is like the more experience and the sooner you get that experience, I guess maybe the higher likelihood that you would, um, find maybe a role in sports dietetics, I guess. Absolutely. Yep. Because there's entry level and like internship jobs. And, um, I know when I was with the Chicago Cubs, I was in charge of hiring new dietitians, uh, one dietitian for each of their minor league clubhouses. And I mean, it was crazy to see these newly registered dietitians that had already worked with Olympic athletes, with D1 athletes, there was um, a, di- a new dietitian that already were- had pro sports experience, which is similar to like what I had when I um, was a student. So, you know, the- all those things are available to you if you get that head start. And then it will just, you know, now they now they have their first job in pro sports. Like that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, in summary, like if you know what you want, like get in early try to get that experience as early as possible and kind of build connections and reach out to people. And I feel like it's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's what I do for this podcast. I reach out to people and and I've been surprised at how kind people have been to, uh, contribute their time and their knowledge and expertise, um, like you. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I think that we're a very helpful, uh, profession and people did this for me. So it's just all about paying it forward. And I think it's, it's really great, but it's also a very small field. Um, and so it's very easy, especially in a specialty to, you know, be meeting and talking to people in that specific specialty. There's probably like, I know in sports dietetics, I think of all the CSSDs, I think there's, I want to say there's like only a thousand or 2000 max. I mean, that's like a big high school, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, so it's it's very easy to um, to reach out nowadays to use Instagram and LinkedIn and just create a, a list. I used to have when I was a student, like a list of dietitians that I had conversations with. I wrote notes on all of them. I followed up with the ones I thought were interesting, like multiple times. And that's all led to really good things uh, because of that. And I guess I kind of wanted to circle back to a little bit to your sports dietetics, to your role, because you said, I think you were the nutrition consultant for the Chicago Bulls, correct? Mm-hmm. Like, right. um, what is like a typical day-to-day for you in that role? Well, in that role, uh, as a quick background for people that aren't familiar, yeah. um, basketball, there's 15 players on the team. So it's very concierge, right? Like I'm able mm-hmm. to work individually with each player and it, it, doesn't take that much time. So I, I am a consultant in that I go in like once or twice a week during the season and then once a week in the off season. And during my time, uh, mainly I'm focused on uh, player consultation. So if I have someone that just came out of a surgery or I have someone that's working on uh, gaining muscle mass in the off season or 
just general like injury prevention protocols, whatever, whatever it is, I'm having consultations with those players, making sure they're just staying on their protocols uh, and, you know, habit coaching them through, through it, making sure their systems are set up, whether that's getting a personal chef or talking to that personal chef about their protocol and, um, or just helping them with re- ordering at restaurants or providing education for whatever they need. Uh, that's, that's the majority of my role. And then I also, um, do support the uh, food service team with that, that makes all the food and, uh, for the team during the season. So kind of consult with them on recipes and ingredients to use and things like that. And then also help with coordinating food on the road as well uh, at the hotels with the, the plane food, the arena food at, at away games. Um, so oversee that as well. And then, um, manage the fuel station, which would be the supplements and the products that are used that are available in the training, uh, training room as well. Yeah. I mean, so basically anything to do with food, (laughs) like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but at the same time, like, I mean, it sounds like there's like an outpatient ish type of element to it. Right. Cause like you said, there's only so many players on the team. So you're kind of, yeah, you can spend the time to, to work with the individuals. Right. And not everyone is on board, sure. you know, I mean, I think it's, uh, I'm certainly available and ready for anyone that wants to talk to me, but yeah. I would, I would say, and this kind of goes, I feel like this goes with just the, the general population, but it's like the rule of thirds, they call it. So you have a third of people that are really into it, a third of people that are sort of into it sometimes yeah. maybe. And then there's the third that like, aren't into it at all whether that means um like that's good or bad meaning like i could have a couple veterans on my team that are just so dialed in they've been playing in the nba for 13 years they have their personal chef they have they take their supplements they know what to do to take care of their bodies and like i don't really have to do much with them yeah (laughs) like they're good uh and or they're the ones that maybe are just they just need a lot of education they need more buy-in they need to understand like they're like too young to where it's not affecting them to eat poorly. And so you have that, but they all, as long as I know that I'm like moving them all forward on their nutrition journeys, that's sort of my, my thing, just like, are they eating better and are they feeling themselves better than they were last season? And, chalk that up as a win if yeah, they are. Definitely. I mean, that's like you said, it's like definitely not just with athletes, you know, it's definitely a general population where, like you said, like some people will, yeah, who are, are eager and want to learn. Then some people are like, ah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just lean in really hard to the ones that are ready and want to learn. And that's okay. And that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing, I'm there, I'm available. Uh, but it, it can be challenging, you know, because you just want everyone to listen and you kind of see them. Then you see like injuries pop up for those guys that aren't taking care of themselves and they're yeah. like missing time and they're, next contract might not be as big because they've been injured so much. You know, it's, that's kind of heartbreaking to see that nutrition isn't everything, but it can certainly play a part in helping them stay healthy on the court. So that's, that can be challenging. Yeah. So part of the challenge is kind of like for certain people getting that buy-in, which again is like, can be applied to the general population. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. It's interesting getting buy-in from pro athletes who seemingly like have a great life already and feel awesome. I mean, these are young players that just feel so alive and vital and they're so in shape. And um, so it's like, even if they are eating well, it's more about like their long-term, it's kind of like looking at their whole career or looking at even like from contract to contract, like every four years or depending on the player. But 
kind of being like, listen, you're, you're doing this now in your first or second year so that in your contract year, you're maybe making $10 million more because you stayed healthy and you performed at your best, like in these four years. Yeah. That's, it's weird. It's like a weird bubble (laughs) to to think about, but that's the reality of like what it's like. Yeah, definitely. I think when you're probably new and you're young, like you're not really looking at the potentially like at the, at the time, maybe you're not looking at the big picture, the, the macro picture, um, about how Mm -hmm. everything you do, like including nutrition, like how that can affect, I guess, like your health and your, your longevity and your career, I guess. Mm -hmm. Right. But you have to find some angle and that's kind of what it is for any dietitian would have to find that, that buy-in or that why. Definitely. I guess like, you know, we, we talked about kind of like the challenging aspects, like what, what part do you find like most interesting or rewarding? Do you think? Uh, most interesting. I, I just think that they're, uh, like professional athletes are really inspiring in terms of the hard work, the discipline that they put into everything. I mean, even guys that I know, like, Oh, I wish he would eat a little bit more healthy. I, I mean, he's doing so much and uh, putting in so much of his life into this one pursuit that it's just really kind of awe inspiring to see. Uh, And so they they motivate me. You know, they kind of are like my (laughs) my little my life coaches that uh, I get pull inspiration from them. And um, they motivate me to to do my job well uh, and do the best I can and continue to improve uh, for them, too. Right. So kind of just I mean, essentially pushing each other to, to try to better everybody essentially. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's a good environment from that standpoint where it's just all about like growth and progress and trying to move the needle even just a little bit because in, in like the NBA and maybe in all pro sports, there's this term that they'll say, it's like that the performance team, me, the athletic trainer, the strength coaches, even the coaches, they're like polishing statues, which was what that means is like, they're yeah. already so great, like so gifted um, that you're at this point, you're just like fine tuning those final little things that can make the difference, uh, which is, is actually really cool. It seems like it'd be minor, like, oh, I'm just making this small little change, but it means so much in the grand scheme of like the NBA. Yeah. And I could see how that could be like something that's really rewarding um, to see those little changes make such a big impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, when you t- think talking about everything that you do, you know, you're doing all access dietetics and you're also doing sports consulting. Like, I don't know, how do you have the time to, to do all that? <laughs> <laughs> Very common question. Uh, I, I have a team. I have a team of four people that um, help me run all access dietetics. And then I have a, eight, uh, get matched coaches or admissions coaches. I have four RD exam tutors. So I actually don't coach or tutor anyone, um, individually. Mm. So I think I'm just, you know, I've been able to get the support team to manage it all and, um, help me with the day to day. And I'm mainly focused on, um, I do free, free advising calls for, for future dietitians all over the country. I, I love talking to them just so I can know, you know, what they're struggling with and then we can make, make that or improve that or add more value to our, our company to help solve that problem. Um, and then, yeah, with the, the bulls, it's seasonal and it's, um, one or two days a week. So it's, it's not too, too demanding. Um, mm. and I, I, I will be able to have an intern this year, which will be even better to help me with, uh, you know, making protein smoothies and handing out supplements and <laughs> filling up water bottles, things nice. like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's interesting because for I also wanted to kind of touch on for all access dietetics because when I first um, when I was going through the internship process, um, obviously I was familiar with all access dietetics, but I didn't realize that you guys that it's also not only do you help with the like kind of like the internship matching process, but also helping with like the RD exam or like career support as well, right? Right. In the last uh, two and a half years, we added on the RD exam prep. So we have a, a lot of different um, tools. We I found that from talking to students that were going through and not passing the exam, people needed different things uh, depending. So we have Pass the exam prep, which is a study guide um, that is incorporates more active learning. It's more like a workbook, or kind of like an experience as opposed to a straight just study guide full of information. And then um, we have review sessions that are like lecture style. And then we have coaching or tutoring um, to help people one on one. But yeah, that's within the last couple uh, few years. And then we also do the career support. We have different courses and toolkits to help in different specialties like clinical, sports nutrition, counseling, geriatrics. We'll be adding a few more um, the rest of this year, but just ways to help students across the board just feel more confident in the profession and helping them get from each step to each step to get to that final destination where their career can really begin. When you look back, did you think like this is where you would be like doing I mean, I mean, I probably can guess yes, but um, like doing all access dietetics and doing like sports nutrition, like, is that kind of what you thought you would be doing? Well, I did almost give up on all access about five years ago because I couldn't figure out how to make enough money to pay my bills <laughs> with it. I, I had my pricing all wrong. I had my margins all wrong for how much I was paying coaches. And I would look at my profit at the end and I'd be like, wow, that is not for, you know, well, how many people were we can't sustain at these levels? <laughs> I, I don't know why my model is just so wrong. And like, I'm not afraid to admit that because I think people need to know, like, you definitely need help, I think. And, and that's when the business coach really helped me um, turn that around and get my model right. And then I was able to, to have a better strategy and plan, you know, like, um, I just needed that outside support. I feel like, but yeah, once I, I always wanted it to succeed. Like I always felt so good. It never felt like a job. I loved working on it. It was like my passion and hobby. And I just loved helping people directly like get through this stressful process. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that this is what it is that it, I've landed here and it's full time and it's great. Uh, and now I can like, you know, help even employ dietitians, right? Like that's such a dream to be able to then now bring them onto my team. So, um, yeah, I think that, and then sports, I knew I like the bulls were my dream job. We'll see how long I'll continue to do that, but sure. I kind of like kind of hit the top of the mountain for that goal. And so now I just have to see, you know, how I want to, if I want to keep doing that or just, like okay I did it <laughs> like, I enjoyed it and I you know I still love it there um but it, yeah I could see maybe moving on um in, in a few years or so uh hand it over to some you know new budding sports rd and make her his or her dream come true yeah um with that but yeah I mean we'll see but otherwise I mean I just love I love um both jobs and love where I'm at now yeah. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, pretty much come full circle, right? Like you're coaching and helping dietitians and now you're employing dietitians. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just think like making it more of an impact is always my goal. Yeah. 
Definitely. And also I appreciate that you share, you know, that you shared those things about, you know, your journey about all, for all access dietetics, because yeah, I think, um, it's not always like butterflies and rainbows, right? Like there's, and people don't, don't may not always see that or realize that. And cause they only see the external services and product, I guess, but they don't know the things that the work and the, the things that went on behind it to make it all possible, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. And there's no overnight success. There's, there's just, um, for any dietitian that's starting their business, I mean, you just can't compare yourself to people that are 10 years in, right? Because there's so much yeah. that can happen in that amount of time. And every, there's not really like a shortcut either, even with a coach, you know, a coach can give you like that strategy, but it's just the showing up. It's the consistency like day in, day out. And just, you know, just really being strategic about where you're spending your time and, and is it the best thing for the business? I think that's what helped me the most. Um, and once I was able to do that, then that's when all the magic happened. Um, and it, but it just took time to get there. Right. And I mean, I, I think we talked about it earlier is like, yeah, with like with anything, it, anything good, I guess, right. It takes time. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. Just be patient. So many people give up right before it feels good. And, and I totally got to that point where four years ago, I almost gave up. And I was like, oh, I don't know if this is worth it. Maybe I should try doing more in, in sports nutrition and like expand that part of my career. But I'm glad I, I stuck with it because then it, it just all, you know, went kind of on like a trajectory upwards that all that hard work paid off because of it. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, you know, you had really strong convictions early on and, you know, that all the hardships didn't really sway you from from, you know, continuing that that path. So mm-hmm. before we I guess before we end the, the interview, is there anything else you would like to share that I didn't ask or that you wanted to discuss? Well, I just uh, would invite people to go to allaccessdietetics.com to check out what we have to offer. And uh, depending on when this airs, um, we have the RD to be summit uh, in August, on August 2nd. So I would uh, love to invite everyone that that listens here to either sign up for that and attend live or they can um, they can get the recordings and uh, if, if they miss the, the live date. But this will be just a really awesome opportunity to connect with future dietitians all across the country and, and have some very relevant uh, educational sessions throughout the day and, and have a networking fair with dietitians as well. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah, we're excited. It's our first one, our first annual uh, RD to be summit. So hopefully we'll have one every year from here on out. Yeah, that sounds awesome. It sounds like a good um, opportunity to network and uh, kind of build your circle, I guess. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, I think the networking fair will be really cool with where basically you can um, hop into different Zoom rooms of different dietitians and just talk to them and introduce yourself, ask them questions about their specialty and maybe make a connection for like a future experience or a job. Well, again, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview and kind of sharing your story, but also, you know, sharing the story uh, behind All Access Dietetics as well. So thank you so much. Thanks, Jason, for having me. If you're a student or a newish registered dietitian and are interested in either dietetic internship help or career development, you can visit All Access Dietetics at their website, www.allaccessdietetics.com. I think one of the things that I took from this interview is don't let your dreams be dreams. And if you know where you want to be in your career, keep working at it. I think one of the things we talked about in the interview is that, you know, good things take time. 
And sometimes the road is ugly, mean, and long, but good things don't always happen overnight. And for the most part, I'm a believer in that things usually work out in the end. So with that being said, if you liked what you heard in this podcast, please consider subscribing on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, please consider leaving a rating and review. And lastly, if you or anyone you know who works in a unique or niche field of dietetics, please reach out to me on social media like LinkedIn, Instagram, or at our website, www.dietitiansunknown.com. Thanks for listening and catch you on the next episode.